Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Campfire Stories here at Scary Stories We Tell. I am your host, Chris Dasher, and I'm joined by my good friend. You have heard her here many a time before, and you're hearing her once again, my good friend, the host of the Strange Beliefs podcast, Emma. Hello, hello. I am here. You are here. It has been, uh, it's been a little while. I think the last time I had you on was we were talking some... Um, well, the last episode that aired, at least for this one, mm-hmm. uh, would have been when we talked about some hypnosis stuff. Um, so yes. yeah, that was a while ago. So in the uh, in the months since then, what's been like technically three months? How how have you been? Honestly, relatively pretty good. Uh, I think the holiday season, which we can all attest to, was a little on the stressful side. This year uh, was a lot for a lot of us. It was a lot more so than uh, last year was even. Oh, yeah, because, like, I think everybody was very devastated by, like, things were on, like, an upswing and everything was going really great. And then it all came crashing down at the happiest time of the year. So I think morale was like a week, too, it felt like, like morale was pretty low. Uh, Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. (laughs) That's a very, very, very um, mild way of putting it, especially in my household. It was it was a rough Christmas time. And I know I'm not alone in that. But I mean, uh, other than that, things were pretty good. Uh, uh, mental health, pretty okay. So that's a vibe. Um, in terms of updates, uh, there really isn't too, too much that I haven't already told you outside of this. <laughs> that's fair, yeah. We talk a lot outside of this. The This meaning the part where the record button gets turned on. <laughs> I think for the most part, you and I have had, I would say, well, like one 
one eighth, one fifth of our conversations have been recorded, and probably yeah. If if that, I mean, yeah, we've we we talk a fair amount outside of here. Uh, your show is uh, still kind of lying low for the time being, right? Yeah, I know. I have uh, to ask for our listeners who may be listening to our show because they found us through you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, Strange Beliefs, uh, which was a show that I uh, did, am doing, did with. Uh, my lovely co-host, uh, Arthur, uh, where we talked about uh, witchcraft and Arthur's experiences being both a witch and also somebody who has had many supernatural experiences. Um, I kind of took on the role of interviewer slash audience heckler, yeah. <laughs> where basically I just I threw everything I could at him, knowing that you know we're very close and I could ask him basically anything. Um, and I tried to tear apart all of his stories and see if I could find, you know, uh, some other explanation that isn't supernatural in there. Uh, we also did a couple of fun episodes uh, reviewing like Reddit uh, stories um, from r slash paranormal. Uh, and yeah, so that show is currently on an indefinite hiatus uh, just because we sort of ran out of stuff to talk about and things got, you know, they're starting to feel a little I don't want to say stale, but we didn't want to feel pressured into making content just to put out content. To feed the system. Feed the <laughs> right. algorithm. It is hungry. We did about as much as we wanted to. Uh, and now it's just a matter of if we ever feel like starting it up again. Um, but it was fun. I really did enjoy doing it, which is why, you know, I wanted to get back into podcasting, even though I'm not currently, you know, making my own show it was a great experience for it being literally like the only podcast I had done up until that point. Well, and I, I was about to say, you know, the, the thing about podcasting that everybody tends to forget, or maybe it's like anything else, right? Like, it's not easy. If you're the, I mean, it, it might be oh, easy no. for one. I, I'm not going to say it's easy for one half of the relationship with podcasting, but there does seem to be kind of a little bit of a, a most of the time. There's one person who's doing the editing. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. That's just the way it works because editing is, you know, kind of like a one-person thing in a lot of ways. Like no one, there, nobody's yeah, going to collaborate. Yeah, it's not really like something you can't really delegate. Like, all right, I'll take minutes uh, one right. through thirty. You do thirty through forty-five, right. and I'll take on the re- like. It's it's not it's a not, movie. It's much easier to do no. that in a visual medium. Uh, and like once you sort of have your own style for editing, you don't really want to have other people come in and put their own spin on it. Like my, the way I edited audio was so painstaking. I would not expect anybody to do what I was doing, which was literally shortening the time in between words. Like I did, a, I did a, uh, went a little overboard. <laughs> well, to be, to be fair, I think there, we, we, I think you and I, we've had this conversation about the truncate silence feature. <laughs> yeah. But Emma was doing, Emma was bespoke, handcrafting these episodes <laughs> by it's it's like the person who's you know oh my god i'm making you these pair of pants and i'm harvesting the uh, the wool and the linen myself and that's what you're doing the spinning same thing. it yeah i'm sitting and i'm handcrafting each pause before the words like that's your you were doing a lot more than even i'm willing to do for it, anything i guess it was also just trying to figure out like how much am i supposed to do sure. and what would i want to listen to and like Right. Uh, so for me, when editing and like listening back, all of those like little extra like pauses and ums and and especially talking over one another and like all of those little things, I just wanted to fix and streamline. 
um, while still making it as organic as possible. I would have done truncate silence if I was probably still using Audacity, but as you and I have discussed, Audacity does not like Mac computers very much. So, uh, but yes, because... I use and it all I was the time, editing. but it's not the most it's not the most consistent. But it's also free, so Right. And like so then I moved over to Descript where like everything is like you see the waveform per word and it it's hard not to want to be nitpicky when like it lays it all out for you word for word. Right. Like that. Because oh, yeah. Audacity is just, you know, like the one big like waveform. This like splits it up and tells you what words are where in the way like it is a whole transcription software. It's hard not to get into the nitty gritty with it. But like you, like you mentioned though, and look, I love Descript. I use Descript because you mentioned it and Josh Bragg, Josh Bragg mentioned it to you, right? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have known about it right. if not for him. So he mentioned it to you, then you mentioned it to me and then he mentioned it to me. So I ended up using it for a project that I was working on. I wonder if and he's a stakeholder. I don't think he is, but he, got <laughs> some, he definitely got some people to use it. I, I mentioned it to other people too. So, you know, my hope is there their network continues to build because it's great software. Yeah. You plug a waveform in and it does 95% of the job of transcription. It does a better job transcribing audio than I've seen most things do. Also uh, with my co-hosts, uh, British accent did make transcriptions very entertaining occasionally. Yeah, I've seen that as well, where it's like just it doesn't understand colloquialisms and slang. It tries to figure out a a normal word to put in the place of it. Like um, our intro was like, uh, welcome to the coven. Uh, And then it would transcribe Arthur saying that uh, welcome to the Kevin. Welcome to the coffin. Those are two faves. The oven. (laughs) I'm sure. The welcome Uh, to the oven. Arthur was Arthur one time said like the word garden and it thought Arthur said gun. Wow. And so, again, it's nine, 95% <laughs> is better than most programs that only work at like 70. It, or it never messed up me. So I know it was the accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's fair. I mean, again, you know, it's uh, like you said, the thing about editing is if you're not doing it through a program like Descript, which does cost it's a monthly subscription and you only get a certain amount of hours of transcribing of right. like 30 hours or something. Um, other than that, it's a waveform and you just essentially, you... You edit a podcast the way you edit a movie, which is the people who edit movies, they don't want to watch that movie when they're done with it because they've probably seen it 8 million fucking times when they were editing it in the studio. And that's the oh, same definitely. way I am with podcasts. Like I don't listen to podcasts when I'm done with them. I'm like, I, oh, same. Like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> I've heard it like four or five times now. Like it's, I don't need to, I, I, well, here's the thing. We record it, which is one time I've had to hear it. I edit it. That's like two to three times. I'm not going to go listen to it again. Like, come on. Definitely not. I'm going to go record another show so I can work on that one. So you just bring it up on autoplay on YouTube to get a couple more views when you mute <laughs> your computer. What? Is that a trade secret? I, I, I don't use That's the thing. Like YouTube is putting podcasts on YouTube is not something that I have ever found to be great. What normally the way it works is if you're a pot, if you're a YouTuber, then you go into podcasting and then that you put that podcast on your YouTube channel. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I enjoyed working with daddy algorithm. Right. Well, none of us do. And you know, I've talked and I've talked to TikTokers now, people who are TikTok, I guess, famous or successful, I guess. And what he said to me was, you know, that, you know, TikTok, obviously it wants the people to scroll 
and look at everything and constantly be updating and looking at new videos. But they also want the content creators to do the same thing. They want them to be constantly feeding and footing and more. And so they've addicted people at both ends. And it's like, who benefits? Only one person or one group, TikTok. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. Who, who's benefiting from this podcast? Uh, me, somewhat, but definitely the people who host my show or host all oh, of yeah. the shows. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, podcasting is, um, again, like, you, like you've kind of hinted at or talked about, it's not easy, and if you don't, if you don't want to do it, you shouldn't, because it's yeah. not just... Yeah, I mean, you could have put a microphone between you and Arthur and talked for an hour, but is it going to be interesting, or is it just going to feel like a put-on, right? Which is exactly why we decided to take a break. Um, and I don't know if we're ever really going to record again, but I don't regret a second of it. I learned, like I said, I learned so much because it was the first time I really ever got into editing anything at all. Sure. Like in, in terms of like audio and video, uh, I worked, uh, quite a bit with like Adobe, uh, XD. Is that what it is? I think so. One of that one. Audio, the audio editing? Uh, the video. Oh, After, After effects. effects. Yeah. After, After effects. effects. Yeah. Wow. I, I use it for YouTube or for like podcast videos, but like, yeah, I know a lot of people use it for podcasting and like video um, editing. But like, oh God, I don't miss the rendering times. I do not miss on my poor struggling Mac. I yeah. do not miss the rendering times, <laughs> especially when it would corrupt so close to the end. Oh, those, that stress I don't miss. Which is why I'm very thankful that I'm not editing these. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Episodes. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my job, as they would say. But, but again, I mean, I, I don't complain because I signed up for it and if I didn't want if I didn't want to do it I would stop like right now I just exactly would stop like I I wouldn't do any of this and 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 again like if one day the episode the episodes wouldn't just stop one day they would be like I'm a, I'm done there will be no more it's not gonna just be like right. fall off the face of the earth so right. when you when you guys when you end it when you kind of put a put an end on your show did you did you did you record an episode knowing it was going to be your last episode? No. Interesting. Uh, That's very interesting. How does that feel now, kind of looking back on it? Uh, I think we like the idea of leaving it open-ended. Sure. Um, Did you um, say in the episode, like, there might not be any more? Did you say any no. of them? Wow. No. Okay. Uh, we, I kind of knew we were going to go on a little hiatus. I don't think I mentioned it. Um I did put something on our Instagram saying that like we were taking a break sure. and maybe see you like, I think I said like, see you in October. 
that never happened. Um, oh, of last year. Yeah, I remember that. Right, right. right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, we didn't have a massive audience, so I didn't feel like I was letting anybody down or, like, leaving anybody, like, confused by it. Sure. Um, if people had, like, any questions, like, I, I made it pretty clear, uh, like, where people could reach out to me or they could leave comments on, like, the YouTube videos. But I mean, like, that didn't really happen. And this way, with it being so open-ended, we could pick up, like, right where we left off if we ever decide to do so. Um, and, like, this way... We could also, like, if we decide, like, we want to record three episodes a year, like, um, I'm kind of just, like, done with the whole, like, schedule, which, you know, when you're producing content and you're trying to get somewhere with set content specifically, that schedule, like, you have to live by a schedule. And so I think we both sort of just decided that this isn't, like, even remotely a career path. It was a hobby. It was an experiment and it was fun. And I learned so much about my best friend who I had known for over a decade just because of these conversations. Like right. so many things that he had experienced that I had no idea about. And and the fact that he was so willing to be open about these experiences for the podcast and then let me tear into them, you know, like it I think it really strengthened our friendship. And I honestly, like, even though towards the end, there wasn't a lot of excitement about it. Uh, our friendship did not uh, struggle because of that. And, you know, I think I would be a lot more upset if like there was some kind of falling out over the podcast because sure. we both started losing momentum rather than just like nipping it where it was, you know? Sure. No, I, I get it. Again, this is, like you said, that that's that's the thing about this that is kind of hard for a lot of people, I think to kind of wrap their heads around like you and I and most podcasters, I would say a lot of them, um, we don't do this for the money because if we did, because, because there's easier things to do to make money. Yes. Like going and working a nine to five job. Like I'm not saying that working a nine to five job, like there are plenty of nine to five jobs that I would work willingly or gladly. Like I love manual labor. I, I say this all the time. If, if I have access to audiobooks and I can listen and the task is not going to put me in immediate danger, like I really don't care. I'm one of mm-hmm. those people that can kind of just like zone out, get into the audiobook and just kind of do the other stuff and not worry about it. But this kind of content is not like that. This kind of work is not like that. It's active. And I yeah. think that there is something for a lot of people. There is this thing where being active and being creative it's not hard. It's just kind of daunting. And to sit, I mean, again, like I have to sit and think about what we're like, there are plenty of things in the world to talk about, but like I have to find uh, a need, a reason to, to do them here, to mm-hmm. record them for you and I to talk about or whoever I'm talking with. And it's not easy. Cause like, it's a, just another part of time that has to be spent doing that. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm not lamenting any of this. I'm not trying to convince anyone no. to not do this, but again, it's more of like, you need, like, if you're listening to the way Emma's talking about her podcasting experience, it's very different from mine, but at the same time, it's the same. And, you know, if you're looking to start content creation to, you know, make it big, like, it is a lottery. It is a, a pure lot lottery. Uh, algorithms are finicky, and they're brutal, and... They don't tell you how to make it big. They wait for you to give them something worth making big. And you could put your all into something and have it be beautiful and incredible and nobody ever sees it. And 
it's important to go into any type of content creation where you're putting stuff out onto the internet, especially to accept beforehand, knowing that it might not go anywhere and to make peace with that early on. And then if it does go somewhere, like incredible. And if not, then just like me, it was a great learning experience and I had fun. And that's, and that's the other thing that a lot of people have. A, it's, again, this kind of like cognitive dissonance of like, I post things on the internet, so people must be paying attention. It's like, not necessarily. Like, you could post, like you said, you could post the world's, you know what? The world's greatest novel has probably never been published. It's sitting in someone's attache case or suitcase in an attic somewhere because the person, like you just said, talked themselves out of it, didn't do it, didn't finish right. it. And it's, and it's the same thing of like, if you're doing it for... If you're doing it to try to be successful, which I've been there, I tried it, you tried it. Oh, yeah. I tried them at my first couple years of doing this was solely like hustling and grinding and trying to build a network of people and be successful. And I have been successful now, but it's not the kind of success that I wanted. But that's okay. I have success in a different way that I think is much more rewarding. It's an organic success. And the success isn't measured by the amount of listens, but more by the people that I surround myself with that I make the content with. It's a really is about the friends that we made along the way. Like it actually is. Yeah. No, like I, I met some really incredible people while, like you said, like while networking and you know, I, I'm very grateful for that. Like I never would have met you if not for me doing this podcast. Literally there would have been no way our, there would have like, zero percent chance our our paths would ever have crossed almost never like i i couldn't imagine why because like i wasn't even posting anything on instagram remotely in this realm of content like there is not even similar like hashtags like there is no way that we probably ever would have found each other otherwise if not for just attempting to put ourselves out there and then meeting the right people that pointed us in the right direction yeah I mean, I wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have met you if you hadn't podcasted because I didn't meet you. I met you because I messaged your show. Yeah. yeah. And it was really heckin' cool. And I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm glad I did too. But I, and, and I'm glad, and I'm glad that I seem to have fit myself into that window of when you were podcasting as well, because I mean, you know, there's also that, there's also that, I mean, again, you, you know, it had kind of a logical conclusion and who knows, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess I have one other thing that I would love to talk to you about. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's move away from being creative, uh, content creators. Cause it comes up on this show a lot. Like I have had people on here like Josh and others who are content creators as well. So it's, it's nice to commiserate because it's, you know, <laughs> I, well, I feel like really, and th- this kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about. We all kind of suffer alone, but we're all suffering the same thing. At least content creators are. Even yeah. even someone like uh, James A. Janice of Dead Meat, who is a very successful horror YouTuber, I'm sure he worries about his numbers. He's probably just not as vocal about his worry because he's at a point now where worrying about the numbers isn't something you would be doing, but he probably still is. Everybody who makes content is always worrying if people are watching it. Oh, of course. Yeah. So it's it's, I could, it's a common thing. I could talk about that for hours. Right. I just don't think people are honest about it. It's like No. Yeah. So but yeah, it's nice to commiserate because again, I think a lot of content creators just aren't honest with what they want. Like I'm honest. I tell people I don't check the numbers. I tell you that all the time. I don't check the numbers because this ain't about the numbers for me. 
Like, I know and it's like, not for you either, but I know you're always very curious. No, that, that's <laughs> bullshit. Oh, that's bullshit. I, I thrive off external validation, which isn't a great thing to thrive off of. And I try to unlearn certain habits that I have picked up due to the generation that I've grown up in. Uh, like What a very generational thing of you to say. I know. <laughs> It's just, I reject it, my generation because it's the generation I grew up with. <laughs> I I reject the numbers game. Yeah. Um, and yet I still find myself drawn to it. And it's a constant struggle. And I think that that's something almost anybody who wants to be seen and feels like they are not being seen and that everybody else around them is being seen. Right. Posting to the internet is the equivalent of screaming into the void and you hope that the void screams back. And... Either it does or it doesn't. Um, And for more people than not, it doesn't. And it's disheartening and it's demoralizing. It makes you feel like the content that you put out there or what you have to say is intrinsically worth less than the people with, you know, 100,000 followers, you know, with 30,000 likes. It's, It's upsetting when we started denoting our worth to a completely randomized set of numbers provided due to a completely automated algorithm that decides what's worth seeing. Like a computer decides, an emotionalist computer decides if whoa, your stuff is whoa, worth whoa, whoa. seeing. Hold on, hold on. The, we, the, if, the, if the future computer takes over, Emma's the one who said you're emotionless, not me. Put her, uh, I'm saying put her with the rest of people who hate AI. Oh, current. current. But, but the current AI is more than likely just an iteration of the future AI. True. But I, I am <laughs> thinking... That's the whole paradox, right? But I mean, the way that, that this... I'm being they facetious. Have to, I know, I'm but saying, it is very... For those that don't know, like, the way that algorithms choose things is in, entirely 110% objective because it depends on how how many seconds do people look at this post? Do people click it? Do they like it? Do they comment? Did they click it and then follow you? Like it's, it's a combination of actions that an audience can do that add up. And if one too many people scrolls past your post too quickly, you will be buried. Yeah. Like it's, it's unfortunately extremely objective, which is why it seems so random, the types of people that get lofted and then the types of people that suffer because it's just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Or the and right like place at the right time. And like you could have shit content and make it huge and you can have incredible content and never get seen. There and there's, and then, and, and I'm, I think we would both agree and I don't want to be that guy, but I have to be that guy because it's the truth and we want to be honest and real. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this show, there are more. There are more people making great content that don't get noticed than there are people who are making objective, not subjective, not my opinion, objectively bad content that are being noticed by many more people that are doing much more damage. Because it's attention grabbing. And why do platforms want to grab your attention? It's because they keep you on longer. Why do they want to keep you on their platform longer? Because they can shove more ads in your face. And once you distill it down to that, it's a lot easier to be like, I guess I don't need this as much as I thought I did. Right. And like everybody's journey, everybody's journey into discovering that for themselves, obviously is going to be different. Right. Uh, For me, it took like practically a decade to finally decide that I was going to stop posting my art online with the intention of getting views. Like it took a very long time for me to shake that personal expectation of myself because like it made art unfun. (laughs) Right. Well, and that, and that's why I say like, I don't look at the numbers because for the longest time I did. And then at some point I realized as you realize, as many content creators or just people realize external validation is great, but external validation is a drug. It's a high, it's something you chase. Oh yeah. Internal validation is always here and, and you know, it's there and it's hard. It's like a it's like a, a a puzzle that you have a solution to, but the solution isn't clear. And you have, yeah. like you said, you have to get older, you have to mature, and then the key transforms, or you see a new side to the box, or something. It's it's all about a perspective, really. It's all about looking at it from a different perspective because we're talking about it the same way. It's right. still, like you said, it's still the same algorithm, but you know, yeah. once you realize there's no transparency, there are literally human beings are completely out of the equation. It doesn't, I, I, I've had friends who have been monetized, who have been demonetized for content that is no different than things that people are making buku bucks on YouTube for doing. Right. Or, or I have friends whose podcasts are much more highly produced, well-made than the things that people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars putting time and effort into. But again, if you're having things pushed at one thing because of something else, that's the, that's the algorithm. That's all it is. It's the algorithm. Yeah. And it controls content creation, period. If Mm -hmm. it controls, it doesn't control content creation, but it, what it does do, which is exactly what you've mentioned is it dictates it, it would it would be like imagine driving on a highway and not knowing which lanes are open because they don't tell you. Yeah. But but you're expected to drive on the highway and if you get pulled over, you can't say anything to the contrary. And that's people who are making content that it's not getting viewed. You yeah. can't really say much if your content's not getting viewed because who do you say it to? Who yeah. do you complain to? YouTube and Google don't fucking care. Neither does Facebook, neither does Instagram. The people they care about are the people who are making the views for them. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I do uh, refer to the algorithm as daddy algorithm. And I think about all of the people that make it big as uh, his sugar babies. And I'm glad they're being spoiled. Yeah. Uh, some Somebody deserves to. Yeah. Some, I would agree somebody <laughs> deserves to. It may just not be them. Sure. But, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, like, uh, I can't determine who is attractive to an algorithm. Right. Sometimes that shit is random. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? There's all kinds of content for all kinds of people. And look, realistically, the stuff that I watch on YouTube, probably similarly to the stuff that you watch on YouTube, 
it, it's it's not mainstream content, but it's the stuff that I want to watch. So I don't really care about anything else. Like, right? I'll watch my weird videos about Sonic stuffed animals <laughs> with a guy talk. I'm serious. Thirty minutes about Sonic stuffed animals, and I'm like, you know what? This my, it's even a vibe. my even my wife thinks it's just like the most inane content. And I'm just sitting there like. This guy loves stuffed animals enough to put his content on YouTube and be completely serious. It's a completely you know, heart, you know, it's charming, heartwarming stuff. He's not like, look at these dumb stuffed animals. He's like, these are collector's items and we should be talking about them seriously. And here's this one from Japan versus the one from America. And it's like, oh my, fucking make your brain explode. But I would rather watch that in a Jake Paul video or Logan oh, Paul. Or definitely. Whatever the fuck hot content is being made nowadays. I don't even know. What, mommy bloggers? What's hot nowadays? Like uh, Brain rot. Brain rot is hot. So all the things I just described. Yeah. Uh, lose all your brain cell. Become one with the internet. Lose yourself. That's what's hot. It's like, um, what, what's, what? I don't, Long I don't for a million lives that you could never have. That's what's hot. Is it, is it, it's, it's, it's content without content, right? Yeah. It's content based on the creators, not what they're doing. So like yeah. Mr. Beast could be taking a shit on the toilet. And people, people are would watch it. Because it's yeah. Mr. Beast. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's definitely less the about brand. the, the content and much more about the, the people that are pushing said content. Because yeah. um, once you fall in love with a specific creator, like you want to know everything about them, um, right. and exactly. then, like God, it, it's like I said, I could talk about this shit forever. Well, it's, um, I mean, it's it's a it's it ties into the mental health crisis in this country. Oh, easily, yeah. and it and it also ties into uh, I would I would say personally, it ties into our culture's obsession with true crime because. Like, the democratization of the information allowed people to, like, go haywire on true crime. Like, in a, in a way that, like, you didn't see in the 70s and 80s. Because, like, they didn't have access to all the information. And now it's like, I'm going to dig into everything. And everything is mine. And I can absorb, like, I could sit and read Jeffrey Dahmer content from here until the, the end of days, probably. All the case files, all the transcripts, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, 20 years ago, you couldn't have done that. Or 30 years ago, probably. And it's like, all right, Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah. Calm down with the, maybe we don't need to know and learn everything all the time just because we can. But we crave stimulation. We we need serotonin. Chris, who's going to provide the serotonin, if not uh, many videos dissecting the brains of fucked up individuals. Right, right, right. And and convincing myself. I need myself, my I'm serotonin from they, somewhere, Chris. Right. I need to convince myself I'm not fucked up the way they were as well. And it's like true crime is almost like it's like a it's like a survival guide. Like keep an eye out for these people in your life if you ever deal with them. You know. It also just feeds into our curiosity. We just have such this innate curiosity about the world around us, the people that we hopefully never will meet. Right. I mean, crime is not something that like just the average per like this, like that level of true crime is, is not like something the average person experiences on a yearly basis. Like, so it's of the course shitty lottery. It's, it's like reverse winning the lottery. Oh, easily. And just like being able to, I, uh, being able to live vicariously and safely to experience something new 
I think is a big draw. I also think that it's partially because it's uh, very objective content and it's like, it's akin to, you know, like a nature documentary, like you're learning about the world. It's if you're a talking much... about that kind of true crime coverage. Yes. But that, that I don't have an issue with, I don't have an issue with documentaries. I'm more talking about like, Digging into the salacious details for the for forgetting my jollies as one might yeah. say. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it depends on the person and what the draw is. Like for me, it's it's pure curiosity. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what what would be the draw of like figuring out that someone's head was cut off or this that. It's like it that was a human being. Like it's hard. Like I get it. I I do get it. I don't wonder why. I just. Like, your emotional constitution must be better than mine, because that's kind of, like, as someone who worked on a true crime project for eight months and had to think about someone's death and hear them being talked about and how they're no longer with us, it does weigh on you, and I just can't imagine, like, wanting to be in that world constantly, which is why we haven't covered true crime a lot on this show. No, definitely. But, um... If you want, I could shift this conversation yes, to something say, more positive. I, no, I was going to say, so So on that note, because you and I will be talking true crime here pretty soon in the future, which will be, a first, which will be a first for you and I talking about something. Because normally the stuff we talk about is a little bit more metaphysical, a little bit more emotionally charged, a little bit more positive. Speaking of that, emotionally charged and positive, um, yeah. something that I think is uh, kind of taking hold a little bit more. I know it was... Uh, it's pretty popular in uh, What the Bleep Do We Know. They talk about it in that movie a lot, which is an interesting movie, but Manifestation. Yeah. You hear it a lot nowadays, right? Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess I want to start this off by saying, what do you know about Manifestation? Well, I, I mean, I think the same thing that everybody kind of knows, at least cursory, you know, like, um, like that's why I said What the Bleep Do We Know, kind of using that as a frame of reference. If anyone's seen it, it's talking about how, like, you know, um, feelings and emotions have power to them and putting that out into the world can affect the world around you. And they have shown that, um, you know, water can be positively or negatively charged with emotion, I believe, is is kind of scientific pseudoscience, maybe even. Hmm. But human beings are made out of, you know, 97 or 8% water. So there is a kind of thinking that this ties into manifestations that maybe putting good vibes or positive energy, chi, whatever you want to call it, out into the world will positively affect the world around you, maybe in a, uh, you know, uh, psychosocial way, you know, an emotional way, maybe in an actual tangible, you know, physically tangible way. But that's kind of the way I interpret manifestations or when people say like, like my wife always says like, you know, I'm putting good energy out into the universe, positive vibes, stuff like that. Right. Is that, are we kind of on the same Yeah, page? basically, uh, I guess. So I have been on a experimental semi-spiritual journey this past year. And I have my previous co-host on Strange Reliefs to thank for that. And like, I, uh, as I'm sure some uh, viewers probably know at this point, I got really into tarot reading. Uh, I don't consider myself a witch or even that much of a spiritualist. Uh, It's become more hobbyist. And I've been doing a lot of, you know, experimentation and branching out into some of the other stuff. And so after getting super into tarot, I started getting, you know, a lot of videos on, on YouTube and like, I have to admit, uh, tarot YouTube 
is very fun. There are a lot of videos that are basically just like you pick uh, from a group one, two, whatever. It's usually like three or four. Uh, you d- like they'll put down four piles of cards. Maybe they'll put like a different rock on each one. You choose which one you're most drawn to, and that's your reading. And I have to admit, most of the time, pretty spot on. Uh, and I will then go back occasionally and listen to some of the other ones and be like, this one really was not for me. Sure. So like, and it's, it's, like it's secondhand again, tarot in a way a little bit. Yeah. And so uh, I follow also a lot of tarot like blogs and, and stuff like that. And I find the stuff fascinating. And so for me, the big question is, am I actually tapping into something bigger or sure. is it all psychological? And that's what I'm constantly like at war with in my own mind is how much of this comes from, uh, confirmation bias how how much does this come from just pure want uh and pure belief and twisting you know certain things to fit a certain narrative in your head so i've been playing around on that line bias is in there too obviously right oh yeah yeah so i've been playing around with that quite a bit so i started getting into manifestation uh and basically uh, manifestation kind of encompasses from what I've done in my research, uh, the law of attraction, which is basically what you were talking about. And that is the idea of if you're constantly thinking that you're undeserving of something, the universe will never give that to you. Negative you have charging a situation. Exactly. And so this idea of people being able to reshape their lives based on what energy they do put out into the world. And this isn't just like, I give good vibes. Like this is, I, I imagine my future being like this. This is my future. I see myself in this place. And then you wait and see and see if the universe will provide that for you. So when I first wanted to get into manifestation, the reason I think like what triggered it, uh, I was super into rocks and crystals as a kid. Uh, but like, I didn't know like which was which. And I, you know, I would collect like a pretty random stone that was like smooth. And I'd call that like my rock collection. You know, I'm sure a lot of people can, uh, relate to having a rock collection as a kid. Uh, but the thing is, is that because most of them were not very, uh, pretty, they were literally just fucking rocks. I eventually threw a lot of the stuff away. You didn't have a tumbler, is what you're telling me? No, uh, I did get tumbled rocks occasionally, but like they were, you know, it Tumblers was like cheap. Are wild. <laughs> I honestly having a tumbler, uh, not the online blog, but the machine. <laughs> it would have been fun to have something like that as a kid and just see like how smooth could I make a pebble before it disappears? <laughs> Pretty much. But uh, the thing everybody forgets about a rock, you know what the the thing about it that everybody forgets about a rock tumbler is? Hmm. They're just so goddamn loud. So, you know, I wouldn't have known that until you just told me because, again, never owned one. Um, yeah, I think I think right near the like, beginning of the pandemic, probably pandemic summer number one, as we're heading into pandemic summer number three. Um, I think I want to say I got my wife a rock tumbler off Amazon. And I'm saying this as, as a cautionary tale to anyone who's doing rock tumbling. Don't buy a rock tumbler with a plastic barrel. 
Ooh. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, it was super loud. Thankfully, we have a basement where you can not hear the hum of the. I mean, it just sounds like rocks tumbling. Um, it's not relaxing. Obnoxious. No, it's fucking obnoxious. So yeah, <laughs> just a heads up for anybody doing rock tumbling. Don't uh, don't do it. Don't do it in your house. At least do it in your garage or maybe your basement. For God's sakes. But anyway, uh, a while ago, I threw away the majority of my collection or maybe gave away some of it to somebody else. Uh, Fast forward to uh, half a year or so ago, I'm cleaning out a lot of my drawers. I'm doing a lot of spring cleaning. I'm, I'm basically like trying to declutter my life in a sense. And I find in one of my drawers, there are two crystals. One, I immediately recognized as a rose quartz. The other, I wasn't so sure. And I had already been thinking about like maybe getting into manifestation. And I knew that crystal work is a big part of that. And so like out of nowhere that these two like pretty sizable, beautiful crystals that I don't remember ever owning. I mean, like I said, I collected rocks, so I don't put that, you know, I'm not saying that they just appeared out of nowhere, but like coming upon them at that time felt pretty serendipitous. So I... I kind of knew like the meaning behind, you know, rose quartz, like love, self-love. Like that's what, you know, each crystal kind of has like its own meaning attached to it. And like, so I, so I kind of knew that one. Uh, so that I'm going to hold up stuff uh, for Chris, which sucks because nobody else can see it. But this bad boy. So I found Damn this. Damn you, audio medium. <laughs> that, that's not, I forgot. I unplugged my lights. But basically, so this is a pretty sizable rose quartz. Right. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, and so really pretty. And then this was the other one that I found, which for those of you who cannot see, which is all of you, uh, it is basically a smooth white stone with like gray and black veining. And I was very confused. I could not place what this stone was. So I do some research. Uh, I do enjoy going on Google image deep dives until I can identify an object, uh, which I used to do a lot for plant identification. Um, so this, it came up pretty quickly and I found out that this crystal is known as howlite. What is howlite used for? For absorbing negative energy. Interesting. So I have one stone for self-love, one stone for absorbing negativity. I wonder what would happen if I leaned into this a little bit. I started uh, basically going on this little journey of like, how do, how do crystals tie into manifestation? Uh, and the idea is, is that working with crystals amplifies intention. And okay. so I started setting specific intentions per crystal. So for rose quartz, I actually had have these like written down like on my phone because like it's helpful to, you know, have like mantras associated. So uh, I basically was trying to identify things in my life that I wanted to positively impact. So for the rose quartz, the intention that I set was, I practice healthy habits and pursue my passions because it brings me joy. And so for me, the purpose of that, again, like, so you want to put your intentions in the present tense, like you are experiencing it, that this is your life. Because if you say, I want to pursue my passions, then great. It's great that you have a want. It's you need to believe that you are in the moment. And that is how that gets amplified out to the universe. So basically the idea is, is that you have a crystal 
you can cleanse said crystal of previous energy, which you can do in a couple of different ways. The two most common ways that I see is either running underwater uh, or putting out in like on a windowsill at night uh, and charging charging with the moon, as they say. Sure. So uh, air, the, there's no air quotes here. I get there are air, I, yeah, I know. There I are know. air quotes, but that's but uh, that's exactly what it is. I mean, like. I mean, the sun and the moon, two separate things. I mean, they're working in interplay, yin and yang. I mean, you can also charge with the sun. There, Like I said, there are a ton of ways. But also, for those of you that are looking into working with crystals, uh, please be aware that you cannot put all crystals into water. Definitely, like, look that up beforehand. There are some crystals that, like, I think it's, like, if if it has, like, a hardness of under five, you don't want to put them in water because it could ruin them. Right. Um, don't put those salt crystals you've got in water, guys. Just don't. Yeah. That's a don't, big salt crystal. You don't crystal. want to do that. But you could lick it. <laughs> so basically, I took the crystal, I took these two crystals. I run them under some like lukewarm water for a while, and I'm imagining like whatever previous energy is flowing out of them, and that's what sure. I'm thinking about and then I towel dry them off. I put them on my windowsill and I charge them overnight. And, you know, so during that time, while those are charging, I'm coming up with these intentions. So I read to you the, there was quartz one. And then for Howlite, uh, it was, I release negativity to make room for creativity, new ideas, and happiness. Um, so for me, why that was super important is that I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can agree that going through mental health issues, you're kind of a bit into, you're, you're in a bit of a rut. And you don't want to be. You want to k- nourish yourself, give yourself things and room to grow. And right. but you know, if you're really in your feels and you're not up to it, you know, this idea of being able to replace negativity with positivity. And just like as I mentioned with hypnosis and power of suggestion, these are also just great tips for meditation in general. Like if you want to take all the spirituality out of it, if you repeat, I release negativity to make room for creativity enough times in your head, you will start to believe that. So that I do thinking, which is why I do think that also plays a big role, which is why when my dad started seeing me collecting all these crystals and he's like, what are you doing with those? And I'm like, "Uh, they're, they're pretty and they have meanings. And he's like, you don't believe in that crap, do you? And I'm like, no what crap is that you should have been like you are you talking about where you like put water in with them in a bowl and then you drink the water because the rocks make the water taste good just like the most absurd thing possible like is that Which what is, you mean dad <laughs> like, is that what you think funny. i'm talking about don't don't knock that a lot of people do uh have like crystal crystal water and moon I water know. put it in their put them in their bathtubs that I, 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 you know what? Um, you can bathe with it. Yeah, that I'm on board with. I think for me, I stop a little short. Again, this is me about crystals. You know, this is something we've never talked yeah. about on the show. Um, again, I would say, you know, you kind of change. You kind of, you did change my mind. You have, you've helped me open up my eyes a little bit to tarot, which I never would have done, or astrology, which I didn't do either. I wasn't going to do it, but again, I, I benefited from talking. Astrology is fun above all else. <laughs> that is why I got into astrology more yes. than anything is because it is fun. Yes, but. Yes, but. Yes, but there there is plenty of things about it that are not being used for fun or in a fun way. But I agree with you. Yes. Um, but, you know, back to the thing about crystals, though, I think for me, 
I think I draw the line at consuming things that the crystals have been sitting in. Valid. Um, that's very I think, valid. I think there also the are some crystals that are toxic. Yes, which is why I say like, which is why I say kind of carte blanche across. The, what, I, what I say kind of across the board is I don't things where crystals are um, being put into things for consumption. I think is kind of my hard, but like baths and stuff. I get yeah, it. like but like uh, I can't say I've consumed crystal water or anything similar. Uh, sure. So I mean. Yeah, unless if you count salt water. Well, that was what to say. Like, we drink, I mean. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, we drink things that have salt in it, like Gatorade. But, like, that is verifiable science and that's like for for me i mean like yeah i take okay so i take supplements so what what uh, what do i have to say here you know supplements are not approved by the fda but right for me i think when i think about things like crystals i don't i don't have that response that your your dad did or i would think like um, a, a large portion of people, your dad's, it's like your dad had some reaction that is surprising, right? Even and it was, I want to clarify, he wasn't angry. Sure, no, 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 I it know, was, but it's like, it's But he the, was judgmental. Right, but but that's my point. It's the like, oh my God, it's like believing in that is a is like, a, it's a step too far. And it's like, is it though? Like, Right, and like my dad obviously is looking at me like, kind of he doesn't say this but i know he's thinking like i thought you were smarter than that kind of well, thing and that's what i mean it's like when people say like there are plenty of things where it's like come on like but that's well like, for, i don't out of hand dismiss it though because again i'm one of those people like plenty of people out there who genuinely believes that there is an energy that connects us whatever you want to call it call it the force call it chi call it Whatever you want to call, call it, string it. theory, right? Call it whatever you want to call it, but I think we're all connected. I think we're yeah. all connected, both positively and negatively, and our positivity and negativity affect one another. But like, is that really social? Is that really social science, or is that just psycho a- a- analysis? Like, bad, or, uh, your bad or is it is- even more than that? It right. it's we can't pinpoint this, but because I know if I'm in a bad mood and I come into a room. And I, I, my bad mood will rub off on you. Oh, easily. And, I'm like, also an emotional I, sponge, but. Right. But like your, but my point is kind of more, my negativity will, will rub off on most people because that's just the way, just uh, emotions are so strong, especially negative emotions are so strong that they do put off like um, an aura or like a vibe that people can sure. get sucked into. 
And yet at the same time, you could also look at it from the very scientific perspective of it is evolutionarily advantageous of us to have empathy for others because that will help our species survive. Um, And so the idea is that we're very people that are more empathetically inclined will mirror Uh, other people's emotions. And that is very much a psychological thing. So you can look at these things from a million angles and it doesn't have to be just one answer. It could be a combination of empathy and aura, or maybe empathy is actually about aura. There's no way of like truly knowing, at least not with what we know as of right now. But like, well, and again, I mean, like, I think everybody's kind of having the same conversation. I think they're just having it in a different theater or in a different way. Like, sure, I think scientists are talking about energy, but they're talking about it in a very quantitative way as opposed to a qualitative way, which is like, right. I think artists or other people who tap into it are, or even people that are spiritual, they're tapping into. I think we're all tapping into the same thing. I think we're all talking about the same thing. I think we all are figuring out or looking at, um, interesting ways to tap into it and some are more uh kind of beneficial than others and some are stronger than others i think is probably a better way of looking at like crystals might be strong in certain things and not in others but we just don't know because it's it's not easily measurable if measurable at all i mean there are just some things that you can't measure which is why the pain scale which is why we have an opioid crisis in this country because you you can't measure pain at least not the way that people would want to so that we could stop making the crisis worse. I think it blows people's mind that they don't, I think it like when we're talking about stuff like this, you can't measure these things, which is why it's hard to have conversations about them with people who want hard and fast answers because you can't like pain is immeasurable. Like, like I said, there's a pain scale, but like the pain scale is still subjective. It's not objective. Oh, entirely because you're basing the pain that you're experiencing, uh, it's based off of past pains that you've experienced in relativity to those pains. So if like the worst pain you'd ever experienced was stubbing your toe and then you uh, by accident have an act, like if you have an accident, like with a knife and like, you're going to be like 10, 10, 10. And then uh, other people are going to be like, well, I got hit by a car. I would take being stabbed uh, in my hand with a knife over being hit by a car. Like it's, it's all relative. I guarantee um, if you've gone through chemotherapy, you have a higher pain tolerance than I ever will. That I, just, I, mean, I don't, yeah. I don't see any way like that's, that's, I mean, again, it's like a matter of perspective, right? Like I break my hand or my thumb, my pain tolerance for that's going to be different than like you said, someone who's like, I literally lost my leg. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so like, that's, I think we're talking like, and I tie that back to crystals and manifestation because I think tapping into that energy is something that like a lot of things you kind of have to put faith in, Mm -hmm. but not again, not religious faith, but spiritual belief faith. It's, it's belief at its most purest state because it is so ambiguous because obviously like you can say that you believe in a ton of stuff. Uh, and like you could say, like I be- I believe in God, and like having it be very religious, or I believe in science, and having it be very concrete. But just belief as a whole, uh, just without you know necessarily saying what you're believing in. Like I believe that what I've been doing with crystal work, at the very least, has been beneficial. That I believe, 
Uh, so like, for example, so with the Rose Quartz and saying that like, I'm pursuing my passions for the longest time, I stopped playing piano. Piano was a very big uh, creative and emotional outlet for me, especially like in high school. And I started falling off of it when my mental health was declining. And very recently, like I decided I wanted to get back into it. And uh, working with the Rose Quartz and be and telling myself a million times over in a million ways, I want to pursue my passions again, has helped me. I am pursuing my passions. It it has imparted positivity. And like, so after that, so obviously these first two crystals are very emotion-based, very subjective, which uh, I definitely, like I said, I think it's great for meditation and, uh, you know, like very introspective stuff, but I wanted to continue to branch out. The third, so I guess the first crystal I bought, the third crystal I've worked with is this bad boy. Uh, this is a citrine it's a lot more uh, aggressive of a crystal. It is. It's quite, it's, it is bigger. Uh, not by too, too much. Oh, I meant just like angular. Oh yeah. Uh, you can, to- you can get crystals basically in any shape. I could get this in the shape of a smooth tumbled heart on Etsy if I wanted sure. to. Uh, what I have learned in my research is that like getting rocks in their raw state versus partially tumbled versus in a shape. Uh, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect anything. That's up to personal preference. I kind of like when I'm meditating, I like feeling the ridges. And so I wanted to get something that was a little bit more, uh, had like more like edges to it. Tactile. Um, Very tactile. But then I also have like other crystals that are very smooth. And so, you know, it is what it is. And it's kind of just based on personal preference. What a citrine is supposed to do is attract abundance now, usually abundance in the form of financial abundance. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be financial abundance, but it's mostly associated with success in career and financial abundance, which your girl was struggling. Uh, I had a job right before COVID, and that job was ripped out under me after two and a half months. And I very much liked that job. It paid pretty well. It wasn't very difficult. And I couldn't land really anything else. I'm lucky to say that I'm in a position where I wasn't starving for money. I do live with my parents and they've been very patient because of the pandemic. But no, it it sucked that I'd finally broken into a creative field that paid well and I lost it. Uh, And I was doing a couple of odd jobs here and there. I started working on the side with uh, a startup that doesn't pay me anything, but it is a passion that I have. Uh, And so startups rarely pay anything. Yeah. That's Uh, startups. I'm still with them. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been with your startup now? Uh, I joined in August of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been fun. Uh, But basically, I'm like, I need to manifest like an investor coming into this like company or something. I need to manifest money. I need money. Uh, Because like, I want to save up so I can move out. Obviously, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And so I started uh, manifesting using the citrine. And now the funny thing is, and this is something that I've been withholding telling you, which is a pretty big life update, specifically because I wanted to save it for this episode. After I started working with this citrine, 
I got an email from the job that I had right before COVID asking me if I'd like to come back on on a contract basis. Out of nowhere, I had emailed these people and my recruiter who originally set me up with these people so many times asking like, hey, has the budget improved? And, you know, like, do you think like uh, you would want me back on at any point and like trying to remind them of my existence? And I gave up. Uh, And then that was that. And then it's not until I literally started working with this crystal and starting to think about like uh, that I was trying to like, uh, I think one of the what was it? One of the things that I said is, where is it? I'm a successful designer and my creativity attracts opportunities and financial abundance. That was the line. Uh, And so not only is this a creative field that I surprisingly very much enjoyed working for, it's not a job I ever saw myself doing, but it is within the design field. Um, But, you know, also it pays I mean, it paid back then pretty well. So I get on a call with these people and they're, they want to just like discuss like how would, how will this work and what might my hours look like and how much they ask me, how much do I want to be paid? That is a very loaded question for somebody who basically they were my only job so far. Like I've had part-time gigs. I've had, you know, like uh, working at like the local, whatever, this was like my first office job, like my first salary job. And job so they're job. my, they're my only frame of reference. Right. So I, I was like, well, uh, you guys were paying me like 26 an hour. Uh, and they were like, Oh, so that's what you want. And I immediately went, fuck, I could have asked for more. Couldn't I? Shit. Yes. I should have. Uh, but I, but of course I panicked and I said, yeah, I mean, and then I had joked and I was like, but I, not like I would scoff at more, haha, you know, like that kind of thing. And that was that I didn't push. I didn't correct myself. I didn't, uh, whatever. I was like, I kind of dug my own grave with that one. It is what it is. I'm just happy that they're accepting me for 26, uh, being the age that I am with the amount of experience that I have. I was content. Uh, that night, uh, I listened to some like meditation for uh attracting again like uh with manifestation and attracting it was like tones and shit it came up on my recommended and i was curious and it was for like uh attracting um not necessarily like luck i think it was specifically for attracting love and appreciation and i was listening to that i fell asleep to that uh next morning i get an email and this email says hey we talked to a guy in charge of budget uh we're going to actually give you 30 an hour. And I went, Oh, (laughs) just don't make just, just word to the wise. Don't make them do it next time. No, I know. And (laughs) I I love you to death, Emma, but man, yeah, no, I get it. I, I got lucky. I got very, very lucky. Now. So is it a full time position? No. But am I like so far? I've put, uh, I've made about like a fifteen hundred, which is more than I've made probably in like the last year combined with all the side shit I've been doing. Good um, keeping a secret. I'm keeping it a secret from you. This actually started up in November. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I figured as much because it's been like two months since we talked about doing this episode, and I've been wanting to save this specifically for this. Uh, so that, this is obviously where the discussion part comes in is 
is it serendipitous? Is it coincidence? Is it the universe giving me what I had asked for, what I had envisioned myself in having? Um, and you can, I don't even think it's worth necessarily discussing because it's really up to however, whomever wants to view it as. And like, I personally want to think that I did attract this, that the work I had been doing meant something and that it did help me. And the timing is very uncanny at the very least. Uh, after that, I started collecting more crystals. Uh, so a couple other ones that I have, um, like I have a carnelian. That one's good for energy because fuck, I need energy. Uh, I have chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, and so having, uh, you know, the tiniest thing, again, uh, since it can be very subjective, uh, emotional, uh, telling yourself enough times that I wake up full of energy, it does help. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I got an adventuring, uh, specifically, that one is used for uh, luck, specifically, um, manifesting luck into your life, uh, which I could use more of. So can everybody. Uh, I got um, a honey calcite, which is uh, from what I've read for following through on things. I am not the best at following through on certain projects or like I'll get start or I'll tell myself that I'll start something and then I just can't bring myself to do it. You and I have talked about executive dysfunction. So I got that crystal specifically for that. And then uh, I got a couple others in between for like something here and there, like uh, they're all, the rest of them are upstairs. Uh, the most recent one that I got though, is this rutilated quartz. So I don't know if you can It's see. got like striations in it. Yeah. It's, it's quite gorgeous. And what is that one for? So this one is actually for amplifying your manifestations. So it's basically like you, you use this one to tell the universe, like you can say to the universe, like I am magic fucking incarnate. Like sure. that's what this one is supposed to help with. And so that's you can one, amplify. That's the, one, that's the one ring gemstone is kind of what you're getting at. Basically. And there are a couple that uh, claim to do that. Um, But this is just the one that I wound up going for. I think it's also referred to as like angel hair, like quartz, because it's like basically like ribbed with like golden like strands. Um, It's quite pretty. Uh, And like if you get like a big chunk, shit's expensive. Like this little one was seven dollars. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. uh, If you want to get like a tower, it's like 60, 70 dollars. And that's for like a two inch tower. Like it's. A uh, tower, like, a, it's basically, like, a standing, like, prism. Right, 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 yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, I haven't had too much time to work with my crystals in the past couple of weeks. Things have been really hectic. But the work that I've done with them thus far, I've only seen improvements. And, again, like, it, it depends on can you convince yourself that you are worth these things. And it's good for... It is really good if you're somebody who struggles with self-worth because it's a great practice in letting yourself enjoy success and feel like you do deserve to have success in your life. Right. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, if your specific manifestations don't, you know, come true, like it hasn't, it hasn't hurt anything. And it's, it's also just great to just sit down 
for five minutes in your room without any electronics on and just holding a rock in your hand and or thinking or anything and just thinking about a, a better version of yourself, a more positive, more productive, healthier, happier version of yourself. Uh, and I recommend crystal work just for that reason alone. Um, crystals are pretty. Uh, it's very fun to, you know, c- collecting them and like learning about their specific, uh, like what they're all for specifically sure. crafting your affirmations for them. So like I can run through a couple of their affirmations to give some people some examples. Uh, so for the carnelian, uh, I wake up full of energy and motivation and have plenty of time to complete my tasks, exercise, practice self-care and create every day. Have I done all of those things? No, but I'm going to keep telling myself that until I do. <laughs> uh Honey calcite. So I control my day. My day does not control me. I follow through on everything. Uh, adventuring. My luck grows with each new day. I'm a magnet for good fortune. Uh, and then like the rutilated quartz. Uh, my manifestations are amplified. I am blessed by the divine and magical. Like nothing. There's literally no downside to this. It's basically alternative meditation, in my opinion. And best case scenario you do attract the things that you know deep down that you do deserve. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to say who specifically that uh, this little bit is about, but there is somebody in my life who is struggling in love. Uh, they're, they're, They're not the happiest of people. They don't have a very good opinion of themselves. And it seems like the only people that they ever seem to attract are people that just don't cherish them as much as they deserve to be cherished and loved as much as they deserve to be loved. Um, and then like the kind, then the long-term relationships that this person is able to have are abusive and like emotionally abusive. And, uh, and I was thinking to myself like, Oh, I would love to tell them like get a rose quartz and like, just like, sit with that rose quartz and start thinking about how you deserve to be loved and that you are in a happy relationship, like that whole thing. But I know this person and I know that they would never in a million years, but like when they're asking for advice, that was literally what came to my mind is like, I feel like you're attracting horrible people because that's all you think you deserve law of attraction. And like, so I was in a horrible relationship. I was at my lowest low. I did not think I deserved better. I did not think I would ever get anything better. It wasn't until I actually started thinking to myself that I am worthy of more, that I am worthy of better. I almost two months later found somebody who is basically, in my opinion, the perfect partner for me. Like, I don't want to sit here on a soapbox and be like, everybody needs to do crystal work. Everybody needs to manifest the reality they want. It worked for me. It'll work for you. But at the same time, like, obviously it'll be different for everybody. And I can't vouch on whether or not I truly think it is real in the sense that you are truly connecting with the universe and it is dropping things at your doorstep just because you asked for it. You know, I do think that it has been helpful I think shifting your perspective is always a good thing. Allowing yourself, like you hear like all the time, like dare to dream, which is like really corny, but like, it's true. Like allow yourself to 
want these things, to strive for these things, to embody these things. I agree. And, so, and I think, and I think like you've said, and this is kind of, you know, you, you said like, well, let's, let's, you know, let's discuss it. But I think, I think to your point, this is kind of like, you know, when I say I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual, I don't discuss my spirituality a lot because it's very personal. And it's like, almost like you kind of said unimportant what other people's opinions are about it. Because again, like what matters to me is what matters to me. And that's what's important. Not, I'm, I'm glad that you have found something that matters to you. I think the thing that's also important for me, and you've kind of already touched on it a little bit, is setting your expectations. Once yeah. you've it decided to engage in said thing, be it tarot, astrology, podcasting, manifestation, crystal work, whatever it is, getting mm-hmm. in for the right intentions Oh yeah, is important because, again, once you've set your expectations, the only person that you have to blame if your expectations aren't met I'm not even going to say blame, but you need to set realistic expectations and know that you're the one setting them and you can't disappoint anyone if you're not disappointed. Oh, yeah, entirely. And like, so going in, obviously, when starting Crystal Work, I didn't go in and immediately be like, this is going to work right. and I'm, it's going to be perfect and incredible. And you will be disappointed. Exactly. Like there are parts of some of my affirmations, like I said, when I was like working with my carnelian and that I have time to exercise every day and draw every day. That is currently not the case. I'd like to believe that for all of us. Right. But at the same time, you know, like maybe one day it could be the case. I have to allow myself to live in both of the scenarios, because if you are only bracing yourself for the worst, then it won't happen. Right. It's understand and make peace with the worst, but expect the best uh, when it comes to at least with manifestation, uh, because expecting these things is what's going to help you attract said things. However, I think like when it comes to more, you know, real world applications, uh, it's very much prepare for the worst uh, and hope for the best. But well, and I also think, you know, in, in, you know, in our hustle and bustle of our daily lives, where yeah. we have no time to relax, and, you know, it is true, you know, even though we're living in, even though we're living in a pandemic, I am the busiest I have ever been in my entire oh. life. And again, like you said, there is an expectation part of it. There is a reality part of it. And there is a neither the two shall meet, but they need to overlap in, in somewhere. Because again, the overlapping point is the part that we should be focusing on not the other two sides we should be figuring out how we can make these things work for us because we want them to work for us not because we're doing them for selfish reasons or whatever and i think again it's important like you've said to be able to take a step back and say this is what i want and this is how i want to to do whatever it is to make peace with that or find solace in that or set my expectations i think the most important thing to take away from any of this conversation is we don't set enough time in our daily lives for ourselves. Yeah. And and I think you would agree, it is not selfish to set aside time for yourself. Oh. It is selfish. Yeah. For, actually, it, it, it is selfish, but it's not selfish in a negative connotation. It's selfish it's, in a positive It's a connotation. healthy selfish. Correct. Yeah, it exactly. is not inherently unhealthy to be selfish. It is extremely healthy to be selfish to the to a certain extent. Now, we can overdo it, but like that's not what we're talking about here obviously i'm not talking about someone who has manic depression that can't deal with it that's choosing not to deal with it that's cutting themselves off from the world we're not talking about that we're talking about someone who is not 
who is like you and I or so many of us who get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life and do not find time to sit and eat. Can't even find time to sit and have dinner with their spouse, let alone if you can't find time to spend some time with your spouse or some time doing something you want to do, you're not going to have time to take care of yourself. Like, that's just, yeah, yeah, it's just unrealistic. So uh, I guess I'll wrap up with, so for anybody who is interested in crystal work, has been interested, or I uh, made you interested in this little anecdote, uh, I highly encourage you guys obviously do your own research. Um, but in my experience, basically what I wound up doing is figuring out where in my life I wanted to improve, uh, type that shit into Google, look up crystals that happen to be associated with those things. Um, get said crystal cleanse said crystal. There's like I said, there's tons of ways to do so charge said crystal. Uh, and while you're waiting on that, Focus on coming up with affirmations based on the intended powers of whatever crystal you choose to work with or crystals. Uh, I like to write them all down in notes on my phone. And then basically what you need to do is when your crystal is charged, however you choose to charge it, um, then what you need to do is you need to what is referred to as program your crystal, which is when you basically hold your crystal and you either out loud or in your head recite your intention. Uh, and basically they say to do this until you intuitively feel like you did it enough. Um, once you have set you know, and programmed uh, your intention into said crystal, you can either just hold it and meditate with it, continue every time that you use it to repeat um, said intention, uh, and yeah, and basically at that point, it's however you choose to want to proceed from there. But I highly encourage people to get into it. It's also great, like, in a way, it's a really good way to just like, ask yourself, like, where do you, like I said, like, where do you want to improve in your life? And like writing that shit down and just like starting to like itemize and organize and put words to some of these obscure feelings that you've been having. Um it, it, I on like, I think it's great for mental health in general, and I highly encourage it. And then, if you like having pretty rocks, it's a great excuse to buy a lot of pretty rocks, right? You can justify <laughs> having a whole fucking drawer full like, of rocks. Just- I got uh, for Hanukkah, my sister got me this bowl, which is made out of selenite. Um, and this is what I put the majority of my crystals in, it's a, it's pretty shallow. It's a bowl uh, for your, it's a crystal bowl for the crystals. And what selenite actually does is it's supposed to sort of, uh, similar to howlite, how it absorbs negative energy, it's kind of like another way that you can charge and cleanse using, so you can charge and cleanse also using selenite. Um, And so a lot of people will have like a little wand of selenite. um, And like, so you can use that. Other people have like a tray or plate um, and they'll uh, put that like near their windowsill. Um, and basically it's just, it's a good way to like in between cleansing, uh, just to like keep it charged. Uh, I do recommend, uh, to cleanse and charge your crystals often, um, especially ones for absorbing negative energy. I don't think you can put selenite underwater. Uh, however, howlite, if you choose to work with howlite for releasing negativity, um, it's very recommended to uh, to cleanse like via water or other methods your howlite very frequently because it could get 
clogged. Uh, so that's something that I learned. Uh, it basically, uh, it, this crystal will store the negative energy within it. And so if you cleanse it, you can then basically start new, et cetera. But yeah, like there are some days where I'm just like uh, depressed or I'm struggling like uh, in a conversation with somebody, something made me sad for no reason. And I'll just like grab it. It's been like a comfort, like, and like, uh, it's almost like a worry stone. It's not shaped like one, but you can also get tons of crystals in different shapes. It's just, it's a very interesting realm that I've sort of launched myself into in these past couple months. And it's only been positive so far. Uh, I would love to know if anybody in the audience, uh, if anybody has been doing crystal work for some time and like anything that they've seen happen because of it um, or manifesting or manifesting in general, which there are other ways to manifest outside of crystals. I just like pretty rocks. I was about to say I, the pretty rocks thing seems like the, is that what this is just about the rocks? Uh, it's, it's a great excuse. It really yeah, it is, is a great excuse. Uh, like, did you really just spend another $30 on like five different stupid stones? It's like, yeah, cause they're pretty and they help me meditate. <laughs> right. And, and again, you know, that for me, uh, as I've gotten older, I have gotten to the point where it's like, I, I like to, and want to do things that are for the benefit of me or, you know, furthering the goals that I've set or being better in some form or fashion. And self-health is obviously, you know, self-health, mental health, taking care of one's mental health. It's important. And as I think we get older as both people, um, as society, as a generation, I think it's important to put a lot of those things in perspective because once again, I mean, we're sitting here in unprecedented times Ugh. with unprecedented amounts of stress being foisted upon us at almost every... Uh, Almost every turn, it's stressful, and there's not a moment of release. There's not a moment where the valve can be put behind something so you don't focus on it. It's, like, constant. So taking time for yourself and in whatever way you do it, be it you know, going for a swim, sitting down and reading a book, doing crystal work, just something. Something is better than nothing, and the, my hope is something leads to... Whatever that something is leads to what you're trying to get out of it. Whatever positive thing or whatever you're trying to get out of it, be it positive, hopefully positive. I'd like to think of humans as like halogen light bulbs. If you're on all the time, you will burn out. Exactly. And exactly. it's it, also it'll really run up your electric bill. Yeah, when I agree. I mean, it, it's draining. It's draining. I mean, imagine if you left your blender on all day, like... I mean, anything. Gonna, like, it's going to give out eventually. Right. Like, I, you know, I appreciate that we all sleep at night, but like, that's not enough. No, God, no. Yeah. Like, and it's then not. especially like if you struggle with insomnia and or maybe like chronic nightmares, like that even disrupt that one sacred time that you might have purely to yourself. Like, it's important to set aside that extra little space just for you. Um, and I think it's important to do that even uh, if you're in committed relationships and living or living with other people. It's very important just to step away every so often and reconnect with just yourself. Yeah, I agree. And giving yourself a chance to to breathe and, you know, be a little halogen light bulb, turn off the light switch every so often because uh, you're just going to get burnt out. And then what? 
Yeah. Um, unlike a halogen light bulb, it can't really be that easily replaced. <laughs> no, you can't. And like you said, what happens when when you get burned? It's, burnout's never fun. And, no. And God, again, no. You Not don't... in any capacity. And most burnout is you convincing yourself you're not going to get burned out to the point where you burn out and then you're like, well, I should have known better. And you do. We all know better. We all know better. You don't don't just burn out by accident. I mean, that's not how this works. Like, burning out is essentially things piling up and me just refusing to deal with it or overlooking it. I mean, that's what burning out is. It's like just... Yeah, uh, depression obviously is a big contributing factor. But, like, if you're not able to delegate your time well... Uh, if you can't get a handle on certain things, like if you procrastinate to the point where all of your work does pile up all at once, like, and obviously like all of that is affected by, you know, a lot like ADHD is a big one, uh, as well as depression, like that it's very easily affected, um, also by just numerous factors and just being able to take that little bit in between all of the chaos, especially with our very uh, unprecedented times. <laughs> As we keep saying and hearing, yeah. One day we'll go back to precedented times, I hope. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but until then, um, your friends here at Scary Stories We Tell would like for you to know to take care of yourself, whatever that is, yes. however that is. Jesus Christ, you know what? You know what? Here, uh, Give you a reason to jerk off every day if that's what you need to hear to get you through yeah. the day. Like, take care of yourself through that because that's enough healthy. people probably don't even do that. It is. Enough people don't even do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I bet that's not where we thought we were going to get with this conversation. No. Uh, Seriously, honestly. You did, you did stare it in that direction, but exactly. I'm okay but with it's, that. But it's the truth. Like, people just need to hear it as blunt as possible. Like, do not ever feel like you can't take your time back and spend it on yourself. It's hard to hear it, and it's even harder. It's harder to hear it. It's even harder to internalize it, and it's even harder to put it into practice. I we feel all like every every time I'm on this show, at the end, we always have a mental health PSA. I feel like that's been an ongoing theme. I th- and I think again, um, as someone and that who, will continue to be an ongoing. Right. Again, theme. I mean, like I said, you know, um, when I have you on. It's, uh, you know, the topics we talk about, I'm not going to say softer, but they're not as... I tend to bring that energy to the right. table. But, um, but that's a good thing because I, I have that, I can have that energy, but I don't inherently have it. Yeah, but, I, I like, but I appreciate being able to tap into it and you bringing the energy yeah, is also important. I'm glad. And I just, I want to help provide a safe space where people can remember that it's okay to like you know and uh oh also since we're on the topic have any of you forgotten to take your meds today go take your meds uh take a sip of water maybe take a nap listen to your body but seriously go take your meds if you forgot i'm talking to you you know who you are (laughs) you know who you are go take Um, your meds i I will end on a joke and i want to tell you this joke and i want to ask your thoughts as this is conclude this episode So if, if we're, if I, and I agree, I think there is something to crystals. Like I said, I think there's something to all this stuff that's tapping into an energy in the universe. Um, where do you come down on, uh, crystal, uh, crystal eggs being inserted and being sold by Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh God. Well, first of all, I think it was Jade and Jade is inherently porous and it can lead to infection. Which is like, you know, not, which is like buying which dil- dildos not, with Honestly, not the energy I'm welcoming. Right. Into my, uh, 
assigned female at birth parts. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely not the energy that I, that I'm trying to bring to the table is a vaginal infection. So you infected yourself with what now? A vaginal egg? An egg? Yes. Egg doctor? Okay. All right. What do you tell your doctor? I just really want to know what it was like to be a chicken. Right. Well, right? I mean, there are plenty of things for that that are not <laughs> online. I have seen. Yeah. They're called ovipositors, folks, and they're not. Hell yeah. But, but, we're, but. We're, we're sex positive here. Exactly. Very <laughs> sex and And, and kink friendly. Now, I'm we not saying I engage in ovipositors, but if you do, God bless you. Just um, please don't, don't go the goop route. Yeah, just please. Yeah, buy buy an ovipositor from someone off Etsy. Like seriously, because it's, it's probably, probably gonna... it's a lot safer, I'm sure. Yeah, but but yeah, you know, I think you know, I joke about the Gwyneth Paltrow vaginal eggs or whatever the hell you want to call them, but it, it 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 did add to kind of the like you said the the reaction of like oh that stuff like because it's like in that same camp of like oh you're gonna well, stick up. I get the keg- I, I get kegel balls like that's a genuine thing like yeah. that's a real thing. This Listen. is like stick this in and it'll help uh, suck away the bad energy. It's like I really hope there's a better way to take the bad energy away than that seventy dollar egg sticking up there. Right. I personally think that the the bad energy in my body is not produced uh, by my reproductive system. <laughs> I would hope not. If it. Just- if you happen to just like, if that is you, however, and you do for some reason radiate horrifying energy from your vaginal canal, then you definitely very much <laughs> should look into. I, I don't like the idea of saying like, you should look into crystal eggs. That doesn't sit right. Uh, but you can as long as it is safe. And I will leave that decision to you. I have not because it is fucking insane and my I don't need my brain to go that far. I, watch, watch somebody reviewing it. Just watch someone review it. I'll watch like 60 Days In or something if I need like brain dead entertainment. Gwyneth Paltrow's entertainment is brain dead and dangerous because it's just bullshit science. It's bunk. It's it's bunk. moderately infuriating, I'd argue. Right, yeah, it's because it's, ta- it's, ta- it's taken such a mainstream hold that it's just like complete nonsense. Like actual just nonsense. Like, you know that she has like, a, I'm pretty sure she has a candle that is that scented smells like her as, vagina? as her vagina. Uh, oh, 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 Gwyneth. Oh, every day we stray farther from God's loving light, as I would say, <laughs> because boy, again, I have, it's nothing to do with the scent itself. It's just like, boy, I guess you must really think people like you that much. It just seems vain for vanity's sake yeah. at that point. What like, is the uh, stupidest thing I can get them to buy? And I, you know what? I feel like she's high enough to think that people are benefiting from it. She is high, all right. She's high. She's I high. I think like there something. was like an episode where like part of her staff like all like did like uh, I- ayahuasca is that whatever the fuck ayahuasca, it's called? yeah, 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 ayahuasca. Yeah. You know, like imagine that for your company retreat. I mean, it sounds like fun, but the problem does is it? Like, it does, it's it's. Well, I was gonna say like it sounds like fun, but. Not with the fucking goop people, it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> that's that, how, so, that you are guaranteed for a bad trip. Right, yeah, that's a, that sounds like the, the text, if you were to look up textbook definition of bad trip, taking ayahuasca with a bunch of goop employees around is probably 
It's about as close as drinking flavor aid at Jonestown is to bad ideas. So. I feel like working at Goop is enough of an acid trip. Right. So I don't. I don't think you need to be more. A list on our website: a candle that smells like Gwyneth's vagina. Would you write the copy for that? Because like we, we, you do the best copy in the office, so we want you to write the copy <laughs> for the item description on Gwyneth's uh, vagina oh, candle. Okay, like so Jesus. Christ. Don't forget to to format the reviews for only the positive ones. Right. And uh, we're doing a photo shoot uh, for the product tomorrow. Yeah. We'd um, like for you to be there to give any suggestions. Andy Leibovitz is going to be there taking pictures of Gwyneth with her vagina candle. We will have to light the candle for promotion purposes. We encourage you to bring nose plugs to said meeting. <laughs> right? <laughs> what, like, like, okay, like, what do you think it smells like? Like, what do you think it smells do, like? Do I think it actually smells like her vagina, or what do I think her vagina smells like? No, I guess the first question, do you think... It actually, no. I, I guess. No, I don't. I really don't. Because, first of all, the scent of a vagina is very nebulous. Right. Um, it can change. <laughs> like, Get is there out. ever. You want to talk about some t shirts that we should be making for this year? <laughs> the scent of a vagina is nebulous. And then nebulous would be in, like, fucking, like, like very, like, nice, spacey font. It's like, oh, the scent of I'm... vagina is nebulous. Oh, I do dude. want to design that. I do want to design I, that. Yeah, but the question is, like, who is going to wear that shirt? Me. Once. It's like, okay, so <laughs> there's a shirt that a friend of mine got me from this. So there's a show, a podcast called Come Town. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, Right. I saw you like, like, this is like verbally. It took a second. Yeah. I was like, no, uh, we don't king shame. Right. Oh, I don't know if it's a, yeah, sure. But it's not a, it's not a show about cum. It's a, it's like a, it's a show. It's a show where uh, some like left, like left leaning comedians make like very blue jokes in like, but like in a, like in a, not being serious. They're like trying to kind of send up people who do it seriously. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, and again, like their, their show is very funny, but it's also very on PC, one of the jokes that they made was about Chris Benoit, who murdered his family, the wrestler, and then he killed himself by putting um, uh, noose. Not a noose per se, but uh, he had like a Bowflex machine, and he wrapped like the weight thing around his neck and like dropped it so it snapped his neck. So I'm into wrestling. My friend, love my friend to death. I love, he's one of my closest friends. He buys me a t-shirt. He waited months to get this t-shirt for me. They don't sell it anymore if you're trying to look for it. I have one though. And it's a, it's a, it's a reproduction of the Metallica Ride the Lightning cover. But instead it's, instead it says Benoit Ride the Bowflex. Who would wear that? I've never worn it. I've worn it around the house, but I have never worn it out in public. Would there be someone out there who would wear a shirt that said, the scent of a vagina is nebulous. There well, might be, is what I'm getting at. I think it's the same kind of person that buys Pornhub merch and wears it in public. Like, I've seen that. I have seen that. It only happened once. So, Emma, until the next time you're on here talking about maybe who knows what, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I am prepared this time. There you go. <laughs> uh, so on Instagram, you guys can find uh, the podcast at Strange Beliefs Podcast. In our description, we do have a link tree where you can find everything else. Uh, that includes our YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. cetera. Uh, I think the next episode you and I might be recording might be the hypnosis one. Uh, 
no, we're going to talk a true crime one next. Oh, it's true crime and then yeah. hypnosis? Yeah. Is that yeah. what we're doing? Yeah, that was, yeah. All right, true we crime and hypnosis. We gave ourselves a little bit of time for the true crime, or the hypnosis episode. We gave ourselves yeah. a month. Yeah, I need some time to prepare. I'm going to probably give you some homework ahead of time. Good. And by homework, I mean very simple questions to answer for me. <laughs> Long books, tomes I, of knowledge. I was actually thinking about it earlier and how I wanted to set up the, you can cut this out, but I was uh, thinking about how I wanted to set up the the show. And I think I'm going to put up front, like, if anybody wants to follow along by all means, but like you, just because you're listening to this does not mean that you have to be hypnotized. I'm going to put that up there, like pretty much front and center. Cause I think Good. that's really yeah. important. I agree. I agree. But yeah, well, I'm, no, not I'm, the, I'm not going to cut this part. I'm just going to leave it in. All right. Just, it's cool. Just, yeah. Sick. <laughs> like, uh, I, like that, I always like, this. like, you can cut this out. Like, eh, I, I don't feel like it. I'll forget about it. I could. I mean, I honestly, I will leave it up to your personal discretion. Right. That's the way it works on this show. <laughs> I'm going to cut it out. Uh, I'll cut it out. Obviously. Um, I, I, I just, I'd like to ahead. think that people can hear me slowly descend into madness every time we record as it approaches 1am. And I would say, cause you're one hour ahead of me. So hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for me, you can find me at cstachy.com, C-S-T-A-C-H-I-W.com. That's my link tree. All the things that I work on go there. So if you want to see those things, that's where you would want to go. Uh, as for this show, uh, big thanks as always to Maggie, the odd and Dustin Rutledge for the album artwork and to our good friend Alex Malnack of Blondo. Uh, you can also find the show at scarystorieswetell.com or scarystorieswt on Instagram and Twitter. If that's the thing you're into, great. If not, hey, I get it. Social media is not for everybody. Frankly, it shouldn't be for anybody, but yet here we are. Uh, Emma, thank you so much for joining me as always, as if I it had was to drag you here. And always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, we'll let our good friend, the former host of Sightings, Mr. Tim White. No mystery is closed to an open mind.